Uh, what's going on, Wes? You know, bro, it's West Day. Just getting to the end of my work day, ready to relax into my chair here and talk a little VR, man. I think I think you've said this before. West Day is the best day. Um, it, it seems to be the day that all news breaks. It seems to be the day that uh, we get the most exciting content for Gamescast. Uh, and, and this this West Day is no different. That is, that is true. It does seem like the news always breaks on Wednesday. And that's cool. That's good for me. And <laughs> it's uh, fine good for me. For all the cats. I'm here all week. Yeah. So <laughs> whatever day news decides <laughs> to break on, I am here for it. But all right, man. Well, speaking of all this news, let's get the show started so we can talk about all this news. Let's do it. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, West Day, and Two Wise Friday right here on Without Parole. We do it live on YouTube, 6 p.m. Eastern, for your viewing pleasure. Uh, if you don't like watching us, it's all right. I didn't shower today. I can totally understand why you wouldn't want to watch. Uh, listen with your ears uh, on Spotify and podcast services of your choice. You're looking, you're looking well-kempt. Uh, Wes, you're, by comparison, you look like you probably showered and shaved today. Looks can be deceiving, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just grabbed what I saw. I'm wearing a hat because I didn't feel like messing with my what's under it. So, yeah, I'm just I'm holding it together with uh, with, with duct tape today. But <laughs> I'm glad. Th- thank you. I'm glad to know it's working. Yeah, Vader in the chat says looking good with the hat, Wes. Very nice. Excellent. What is it? Oh, it's a Ghost of Tabor hat. Ghost of Tabor hype. Uh, my name is Brian Paul from the channel right here. PSVR without parole. And the gentleman over here to uh, my left. I think I got everything backwards. You're right. It's Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. Dude, what's going on over in Virtual Strangers? I feel like I haven't tuned in in a month. I feel like I haven't done any content <laughs> in a month. Uh, no, man, it's been good lately. Uh, we did, um, this past week, we did Vertigo 2 live. And it was crazy, man, because, um, you know, just it was like the day before the, the, the Perp Games uh, showcase. I've heard of that. Um, and we just, uh, we were trying to decide what to play. And, you know, there hasn't been a lot of new releases. So we decided to kind of revisit uh, one of the Game of the Year containers. And it just so happened the one that we picked was a Vertigo 2. And then we were kind of, Happy to see the next day when it got announced for PSVR 2. And uh, six and a half hour episode, Brian. We did our podcast, which led into a live gameplay stream, and I played the game for four hours. Wow. Well, I mean, you got to spoil it for the Without Pearl audience that doesn't have time for a six and a half hour stream. Uh, how excited should we be for Vertigo 2 coming to PSVR 2 at some unknown time in the future? You should be extremely excited. I've said this many times. Like, People keep asking, what's going to be our Half-Life Alex? Well, this very well could be your Half-Life Alex. I feel like in terms of uh, gameplay, well, in terms of pretty much everything other than like, you know, photorealism and production value, Vertigo 2 is a better game than Half-Life Alex. And wow. it's uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And I'm now stuck with this dilemma of, do I wait? Do I finish it? I'm a little over halfway through the game. I've got about 
10 or 12 hours into the game. I'm a little over halfway through it. And um, I want to keep going, but I don't know if I should. Uh, I would say don't. <laughs> because you know that this game is going to drop on a West Day on PSVR 2. And so I need all that excitement uh, you know, from you. But not not the, oh, I already played this on PC VR, so it's old hat, uh, Wes. I need the, oh my God, I've never played this before. This is so good on PSVR 2, Wes. Well, well, there's uh, there 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 is new content coming too. That that's kind of the other part of the equation is that they're they're kind of putting in this new game plus thing, where they're they're adding I think three more playable characters, and depending upon which character you pick, it drastically changes how the game plays. And that's not even to consider all of the uh, the user created content that's going to be added in. When the uh, when they unlock the engine for for everyone to make levels in, um, so there's going to be a lot there. My whole thing is is like I need to finish this game before the 2023 show so that I can make an informed decision about what the game of the year is. Mm-hmm. And if this thing's going to drop on like December 14th or something, that's not a lot of time considering everything else that I'm going to be doing and playing at that time. So it's kind of a double edged sword. I mean. When you consider that and the fact that I want to keep playing it, um, it's tough. It's a tough decision. I'm so glad I don't cover anything but PSVR 2. I don't have to worry about that nonsense. Uh, dude, it's, it's a, it's a absolute bonkers decision that they decided to, uh, or he decided to, uh, include the level editor, right? I mean, like you could easily have probably created all of Vertigo 3, uh, before doing that. And, uh, and, and still kind of, you know, blowing everybody away and saying, this is, you know, this, I mean, what, yes, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing for him to do. And, uh, I would say very generous, right? Because that makes this game endlessly replayable. Sorry, sirens on my end. Uh, but, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's something he needed to do at all. Um, or maybe he just has bigger plans for Vertigo 3 that will go far beyond what Vertigo 2 is capable of. You, you got to figure, like, once you put out the level editor, that's you saying, like, I, I am done with these tools. I am moving on because now I can no longer re- release a sequel to this game using these tools without looking like, you know, that I just made a game in, in the level editor that I just gave you guys. So it's a, it's a bold move. It's a bold move, Cotton. I find it, uh, I find it quite endearing actually because you could tell this guy is a valve disciple. So, so he's like a prodigy, right? He's, I think in his early twenties at this point, I think this guy was working at valve on half life when he was like 16 or something. And, uh, like he graduated early, like he's one of these kids and, um, I I call him a kid, which you have enormous respect for. I'm old. old. I have, I have the utmost respect for him and he knows that. Um, Zach Sakalis Brown, uh, is that his name? Yeah. Well, it's pronounced something like that, but it's close enough. Um, but uh, Valve has has always had this kind of, and you know, Gaben especially has had this kind of philosophy about gaming or PC VR gaming and gaming in general, where they feel like when the consumer buys a product that it's theirs and they can do what, with what they want. So they've always been very supportive of modding and, and uh, very forthcoming with tools like this that allow people to take a game and do what they want with it, and. Um, uh, again, this has kind of been a hallmark for Valve. So seeing this guy who came up through Valve kind of not only put out a game that's very reminiscent and feels a lot like a Half-Life game, but also echoes that same philosophy 
uh, regarding gaming. It's it's refreshing and it's endearing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very old school uh, yeah. thought process, I would say, uh, which is good. You know, in, in, a, in an era where you're just where you don't even own your games, you just license them. Uh, right. It's good to have somebody from that. Uh, with and, that mindset. and for what it's worth, people should be excited for this. Um, Typically, and, and I know this isn't something that we've seen a whole lot on console. Um, when people think about what might come from a level editor, uh, oftentimes people think that the, basically what that's going to mean is like a remix tool, right? So people are going to be able to take existing assets and uh, and things from the game and just kind of mix it around into a new game. But if it's anything like that, the the Half-Life Alex um level editor like the the source 2 engine um it's fully moddable like like people who have the know-how can get in here and create their own assets and and add them into the engine and very much create unique uh unique games right out of this game and half-life alex specifically i mean there there's well over a thousand uh different um pieces of content published on the workshop and, and you know a lot of it is garbage you know, uh, if anyone who's used Dreams knows how it goes, some of it's crap, but you'll often find that diamond in the rough, and it's going to be the case here too. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot of uh, uninspired remixes, a lot of uh, crap tech demos, but every now and then you're going to run on something that's truly special. And uh, and again, like you said before, it's kind of a nice value proposition for the consumer because it, it makes this game endlessly replayable. Yeah. Speaking of something special, guys, don't forget to uh, click the links in the description below and uh, subscribe to Virtual Strangers. Wes and his friends over there, PC VR, PSVR 2, Quest, uh, very VR agnostic. Uh, they cover everything you might be looking for. Uh, also join the best community on the face of the planet by clicking the link and joining our Discord. Um, guys, uh, we are we are gearing up for Beta 3 of Honor and Duty uh, D-Day Enhanced. Uh, I think it's just called D-Day Enhanced now. We dropped the honor and duty name. I say we as if me and Reg are working on this together. Nope. It's just just Reg and Boss. Um, <clears throat> and so if you haven't gotten in on one of those betas yet, or, or if you were in the first two betas, definitely come back and, and see what's changed and uh, and give some more feedback. Uh, that is happening Saturday, I believe, Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it should be a good time. Just, dude, Wes, I, I know, I know you and I killed each other a few times on the battlefield in that last beta. Um, nothing like starting out spawning on the beach with like 31 other players all on your team and just running as a group and then coming over the hill and seeing 32 other people running at you. It's, it's something I've just never seen in VR before. Um, I, 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 it's very cool. It's very cool. So make sure you guys get in on the beta. Um, if you don't have a key. Then uh, come over to our Discord, go into the uh, Honor and Duty D-Day Enhanced channel, and uh, just just leave a message. Leave a note that says, I, I need a key. Uh, and, and hopefully Rypop or Elver, one of our moderators, can take good care of you. What are you doing? Chaos, Brian. Chaos. <laughs> it was fun. I liked it. And I think that's what separates D-Day from kind of all the other first-person shooters out there, right? It's like, you know, Firewall was 4v4, very slow-paced, tactical. Um, you know, even uh, Pavlov and Alva. I mean, like these things are like, there's just, even with 5v5 Alva and the faster run speeds, jumping and sliding, all that, it's still, you know, it's still very 
tame by comparison when you just have mass chaos and you have 64 people running around the battlefield. I mean, like you're going to die every 10 seconds. It's just, it's just offering something completely different. I've got your tail. Um, people were killing each other. Like I, I didn't understand it. Like, uh, like, you know, it's 30, uh, 32 V 32 and, and, and people were literally killing each other. People, teammates. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was nuts. Unintentionally, there was a bug that was causing um, your teammates' names, some of your teammates' names, to appear red. Uh, I think this was an issue oh. that uh, that big fat frog had because he kept killing people on his own team, and, and we were like, "What are you doing, dude?" <laughs> like, and he was like, "I'm just killing the people who have the red names above their head." And I was like, "Oh no!" So Reg found that. I, I hope. I think that's been fixed for uh, uh, for this beta, which is interesting. Uh, <laughs> it all makes sense. It all makes sense now. I just thought people were uh, either stupid or assholes. I was just like, "What the fuck is wrong with these people?" <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. So it's a good time. Make sure you come join our Discord and come play Honor and Duty D Day this Saturday. I don't know what uh, the Sunday multiplayer game is going to be, but stay tuned to PSVR this week, and we should have that information for you at the earliest possible convenience. Um, speaking of. Speaking of convenience, and this is the worst segue ever, uh, we need to talk about some inconvenient updates, inconvenient patches. Uh, mostly, mostly, I'm, I'm going to say right now, Hello Neighbor, uh, Hello Neighbor VR Search and Rescue. I dropped into this a little bit right before the show because they dropped a patch, and it seemed like it was going to address quite a few things. Um, yeah, it has smooth turning now, so there's that. It still, still doesn't look good and it still doesn't feel good to play the frame rate there's something very wrong with it um this isn't the patch you're waiting for i would say hold off and wait a little bit longer i will and i have i haven't even played it because of what everyone said about it i just decided you know you mentioned it we cover all platforms we don't have time to play bad games so if i know something's bad we're just going to wait until it's good or, or just not play it yeah yeah, that's uh, that's a good philosophy, man. Uh, and I feel like maybe I should adopt that a little bit over here. I could certainly uh, put myself I, if I if I never had to play another fungus in my garden again, it it would be too soon. Um, but I I will tell you that I've been playing through Bad Dreams by Creative VR 3D, um, the Darkness Roller Coaster people, and uh, and I'd heard a lot of good things from uh, from the PC side saying, hey, this game is actually pretty decent and, uh, you know, maybe a little buggy, maybe a little janky. Uh, and, uh, and they, so that game just launched yesterday, I believe. And, uh, and on, on launch day, they put out the pro patch. So what I was pr- playing up until this point was the OG PS4 version. And, oh, uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> and it, and it felt like an OG PS4 version of the game. Uh, and it was, and it was definitely janky and there was a lot of issues with it, but, but still you could see through all the jank. You could say, well, these guys are doing something very interesting here. Uh, and I have a lot of faith in this game and I have even more faith in the game now that I've seen the, the pro patch because it does look significantly better. It looks a lot sharper on the OG, uh, PS, PSVR one. Uh, you know, part of me was like, how, how much is this? There's just PSVR one and how much of this is, is the game. Because uh, I haven't had time to go back and check out Headmaster or some other games that we know are, you know, crystal clear, sharp. Um, so the so the day one patch for Bad Dreams is looking pretty good, um, but they've still got some more bugs to fix. They've still got a few things they need to clean up. So that review may take a few extra days. I, hopefully, I can have it done uh, either by the weekend or soon after. So. 
Do we have any idea what the uh, window is on the PSVR 2 launch for that one? Uh, yeah, uh, it's actually, I can tell you, I think. <laughs> See, because I've been, I've been kind of going back and forth with whether or not I should go ahead and play it on Steam. Yeah. Um, because it should look pretty good graphically on there. Uh, I just never really knew what this game was. I know they, they made a cool looking trailer. And now hearing you have some favorable things to say about it, I'm, I'm very much so more inclined now to, uh, to go ahead and play it unless it's coming soon on PSVR 2. I mean, it's October. So a couple more months and it'll drop at the right time. So, you know, you definitely want to pack October full of spooky games whenever possible. It's going to be so much fun. I keep thinking about it. All the, all the different things we're going to have to play, even just the new horror games that are coming. It's going to be amazing, but you know th- this is the time I've been planning uh, to go back to PSVR one and revisit some of my favorites on that, including you know the horror games that I play every October. Um, so it's going to be a fun month. I'm really going to enjoy it. I feel like more this year than I have even in recent years. Yeah, I think the last couple of years uh, on Without Parole, it's been a disappointing Halloween season. There hasn't been much new to, to play, and I mean, I think it was. Uh, was it last year? Was it last October that I played through Resident Evil 7 and I said I'm going to retire it on PSVR 1? If it ever comes to PSVR 2, then great. But uh, but as far as the PlayStation VR 1 version, I'm never playing it again. I played it enough, man. I think this, if you search Resident Evil 7 on Without Parole, I think there are far too many videos. And a lot of that's live streams of me just getting through it. Um, Bad Dreams, Madison, yep. Numata... Um, what else? We've got Happy the Exorcist. Yep. Happy Funland. We've got the Exorcist. We've got uh, Phasmophobia coming. Um, yeah, just stacked with great horror titles. Stacked, just the way we like it. Um, Samson one four three VR in the chat with the five dollar tip. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna stretch up before I do this because I don't want to hurt something. You know, when you get a little bit older, Wes, you can't, you can't just. All right. no. I want to talk to Samson. Fly me to the moon like that bitch, Alice Cramden. Sorry, I, if I didn't stretch, I was going to hurt something. He says, uh, "Happy West Day." How do I convince my flat PS5 friends? Listen, that's not a nice way to talk about somebody. Okay, just just saying. It's rude. It's really rude. Um, <laughs> to get a PSVR two, what does Sony need to convince more flat gamers? Again, very disrespectful uh, to take the VR plunge. How do you convince no, people who these. aren't interested in VR to get a VR uh, headset? It's going to take a couple dozen known IPs from first and third party studios. That's what it's going to take. It's going to be years. Now, if you're trying to convince somebody now, really all you can do is put them in Gran Turismo. I mean, that's the answer. And that might, might or might not work. That's your best shot today, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Um yeah, I always get, get real tired of this footage playing. <laughs> I don't even... We're just going to sit in silence for a minute, Wes. <laughs> it's going to take a couple dozen hybrid games with, with known IPs, or it will take just one uh, Grand Theft Auto Five online. Right, like, I think that one would do it by itself. But uh, other than that, it's going to take your, your Call of Duties, your 
your God of Wars. Um, I mean, maybe some older IPs like Tw- Twisted Metal, you know, stuff like this, beloved franchises. And, and again, it's, it's going to take more than a game. It's going to take these traditional Sony gamers uh, seeing time and time and time again, example after example of their favorite game being better in the headset. Yeah. And at a certain point, they're just going to break down and say, you know what? Sure, I got to get one. So my best friend who lives out in California has been um, – he, he, he just recently – like he, the, his family had a quest laying around and, you know, had tried Beat Saber and a few other games in there. And so this is all right. You know, this is fine. Um, but but when PSVR 2 was I – th- I think it I think it was like a week away from – launching he was like oh he's like what should i you know should i get a playstation vr and i was like just wait like just get a psvr so he ended up buying a playstation vr one against my uh you know against my recommendation and he uh he he played it for all five minutes and was like and you're saying there's a better one coming out like next week and i was like yeah (laughs) um so he's been like very much like for the kind of the first time in his life a vr gamer uh you know he did a lot of the flat screen stuff he's one of the only people i know that like beat san andreas back in the day so like you know he definitely had his time with video games um and and i just wanted to read this text uh that that he sent to me on sunday uh, he said, I can see why Village is a near unanimous number one. It's the most fully realized and most well executed game so far. But for my money, Synapse has been the most fun. Now, I think, you know, we, we can talk about the depth of Synapse or, you know, the upgrade system or, or anything else, you know, things that, things that don't quite hit home the way we want them to in Synapse. But I think getting people into that game and letting them feel that powerful feeling you know what other games have you like, I, I i i remember being a kid and trying to try to make things like i'd be bored in class right and i try to make something move with my mind right always wanted to have that telekinetic power and and here you go you just put the headset on and, and you do right and so yes i totally agree with you us that we need known ips we need grand theft auto 5 we need these games that will convince the mass market to buy vr headsets but I think in the meantime, games like Synapse are like kind of just show off what VR can do better than flat screen gaming. Uh, and, and so I, that would be my advice is put somebody in Synapse and then, and then I don't, I don't think anybody can after playing that say, I'm, I'm not interested in a VR headset. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and it's just a ghost to show what we were saying about Synapse is that you know, the, this game's shortcomings are not what defines it. It's it does things that haven't been done before, and yep. um, I mean, it's not every day we get games that we can say that about. That's right. Uh, Living Legend with the Canadian ten dollars tip says Happy West Day. Looking forward to the Switchback patch this Friday. Before I buy it, that was one of my most anticipated games, but shit hit the fan with that on launch, and so hopefully it will be fixed now. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Excited. Excited for Switchback. Um, you, you know, obviously I like the game um, more than most, um, but I'm excited to get back into it because there's content in that game I haven't played through yet. The branching paths have uh, have left a significant portion of these levels that I haven't seen yet. So to be able to go back in this weekend and see them with all new fidelity, 
uh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. No, I am, uh, I'm very much looking forward to talking about the switchback patch. Um, it's, it, it felt, it felt like something that was like never going to get here. Right. And I won't, I won't 100% believe that it's here until, uh, you know, until it's actually in everybody's hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think, I do think that that game has the potential to be uh, much, much better than it is. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm assuming this will be the headline of the show on Friday. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully Miles has a chance to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. He, he never finished it. So like, he's still got a lot of game to go. Burnsy, I'm sorry, I, I need glasses. I really do. Burnsy 8709. Like I literally keep saying, like, I don't need glasses. I only wear the use VR lenses, and that's all I need. I don't need glasses for real life. I can't read the chat, dude. Like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Burnsy8709 with the five quid says, Love the podcast. Not often I can join live. Brian, you love retro games. That's a fucking understatement. Um, you should try EMU VR. If you can access, if you can access PC VR, I'm sure Wes has tried it. Amazing. Uh, fill me in, Wes. What is EMU VR? EMU VR is really cool. So basically what it is, it's, it's PC VR only, uh, from, from one guy building it. And basically it's a customizable bedroom, uh, where you can kind of load images in and put your own posters on the wall. Um, but the draw of it is um, that, uh, you know, you can create a television, put in there, and you can put any retro game console that you want in there as well. And it's an emulator. So you can play NES games on an NES, even the light gun games, the whole deal. Wow. Um, and it's got wide compatibility, uh, you know, again, a number of different uh, emulators that are integrated into it. You have to bring your own ROMs, of course. Um Smart. But the cool part about it is, is that it supports multiplayer. So you can bring players into your room. You can play uh, two-player games. You know, they take a controller and you take a controller. Uh, it's a way to go back to your childhood and uh, hang out and play the games you, you were playing back then. <laughs> nice. Yeah, this looks like that uh, that Sega Classics collection, right? Uh, you had uh, you had like the bedroom, old school right. bedroom. You couldn't move around in it like like a, obviously you can here. Uh, playing this trailer looks pretty awesome. You only had the one system and the games that they included. Um, but yeah, this is, a, I, I would totally be down to check this out. Um, I, I, I think <clears throat> what I, what I find about retro games, it's hard for me to sit and play one anymore. Like just be like, I'm going to sink like 30 hours into car battle or Joe on GBA. Right. Although that's exactly what I've done this week. I, that, that's a poor example because I've been addicted to it. Um, but like usually you like, pull out uh, some ROMs and like you end up playing 20 ROMs in an hour instead of sticking with one. So I don't know if I want to put my headset on just to go play some retro games, but still looks very cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we got to get caught up on some of these tips and then we'll get to some of these news stories as well. We got, here we go. Nope, that's not it. Here it is. Looper, the underground game cat with the five euros says the right hand firearm in the left hand superpower formula feels so Bioshocky. It's true. I need some, I need more plasmids in VR. Now, you know, I was about to make the joke uh, that Synapse needs to put a level editor in so someone could <laughs> um, make it into a Bioshock game, but that was literally like the best example of a Half-Life Alex 
mod uh there's this thing called return to rapture yeah and uh they're they're basically rebuilding the original bioshock in half-life alex with you know the original assets that were given by the original developers and it's pretty cool yeah i went on this big rant i think it might have been on monday's show about mods uh and how i just don't give a fuck about mods might have been on friday's show who knows it all blurs together um but when I talk about mods, I, I certainly don't mean like, oh, we've created an entirely different game in this engine, uh, like the one you're des- describing. Um, <clears throat> like that's not that's still not the way I want to play Bioshock in VR. Like I, I really want the the original developers to get back in there or somebody capable to get back in there and give us an official release. However, um, that's just just too cool to ignore. So when I talk about mods, I'm not talking about full ass games that people have made. Uh, and I think we're caught up, which means. It's time to talk about the headline of the show. Then VR adventure was then VR adventure <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. We haven't heard from monologic games for literally what two plus years. Uh, I actually assumed that these guys were just done. That is not the case. Uh, they made an announcement on their discord today that then VR adventure is, uh, is in development for PlayStation VR two. Um, how do you how do you feel about this game, Wes? I, you, I'm assuming with all the platforms it came out on, you you've played the crap out of this thing. Yeah, it's a great platformer. It's a great platformer. The the only one better in all of VR is Astrobot Rescue Mission. I find Vin to be better than Lucky's Tale or any other kind of uh, VR platforming game. Not that there's a ton of them uh, to compete with, uh, but Vin is a very very high quality game. Um, it's it's challenging. It's fun. It's a bit more um, focused toward order toward older gamers. I would say it isn't just like um, it isn't like a simple platformer, kind of like Lucky's Tale is. Uh, uh, you know, pretty straightforward with what it's doing. You have an attack and things like that. There's a wide variety of enemies. There's a wide variety of very very beautiful levels. Um, it's just good. It, it, it's a high quality game. That seems like it has a, a big team and a lot of money behind it. When in reality, that's not really the case. Yeah, it's a nice looking game. I played through most of this on. I'm, I, I was I thought it was the Quest Two version, but apparently I was playing it on my Quest Two through uh, like through PC uh, some means because <laughs> because the top of this footage says Bandicam on it, so I was literally just screen grabbing <laughs> my PC footage the entire time. Um, so that's pretty good shit. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought this was I thought this was really good, not great, really good. Um, but also this was early on too. I, m- I remember after I had played it, uh, and you know, and I had a certain number of complaints about it. I remember hearing Monologic Games say, "Oh, you know, they, yeah, that we're taking care of all that shit." There were moments where like Ben goes way, 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 way out into the distance, and you you have to like platform and kill enemies like that you can barely see, like everything's this small. And I was like, "That's not a fun challenge." And they and apparently they had updated the the camera to actually follow Ben all the way out in the distance, so that's no longer a problem. So I'm really excited yeah, to see yeah. what this is going to look like. Yeah, it's optional too. That's the coolest thing about it. If you like it the original way that they had it. You can play it that way, but if you want the option of the camera following Vin, you can play it that way as well. Nice, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, because I guess I, I guess some people could could make the case, right, that 
then being so small and the enemies being so small and, and being that far away, that is the challenge that the developers created with this level. Um, and, I, and I'm assuming that's what they were trying to do, get, get creative with VR, uh, with perspective and distance and all that. Um, I like that there's an option. Yeah. My, basically, my only complaint about the game after they updated it was that like the the original version of the game was there were parts in it that were extremely difficult and uh, it took like pro level gameplay to get through and they cut a lot of that out like uh, they they kind of nerfed the game a little bit to make it more palatable for um casual players and not not that it's easy it still provides a good challenge uh but i, I had I had hoped that those kind of changes would be optional as well, and they're not. They're, they're sections of the game that were drastically altered um, to make it easier for people to play. Um, this means that we're just waiting for Vitruvius uh, to come bring us a PSVR 2 version of Marvel's a VR adventure, uh, and then we'll have all the platforming we really need. Yeah. Marvel's enhanced. Let's do it. Dude, okay, you know what, dude, dude, the, I, usually the chat is talking about like waffles and shoes and stuff and nothing that we're talking about, but you guys are actually having good conversations today, so I gotta get to all of this. Uh, just real quick, uh, the, the, the statement from the Monologic Games Discord, uh, is as follows. It says, then VR adventure for PSVR 2 is currently in progress. Also, get ready for a big announcement this Friday at 10 a.m. P- uh, Pacific time. 1 p.m. my time. Uh, We apologize for the lack of communication recently. (laughs) We apologize for everyone thinking we were dead for the last two years, is what this should say. Uh, But in secret, we have been working on our latest game for the past two years, which we we will unveil to you this Friday. So so not only are are they porting or somebody is porting for them. Um, I I have a whole other conversation about that. You know, Wes, I've mentioned that. They're doing it. Oh, they are doing it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing it. All right. And they have a new game uh, that they're going to announce on Friday. Why do I feel like you already know what the game is? All right. Everybody, Wes already Um, knows what the game is, so we're going to move on. I was going to speculate, but I feel like that's just silly now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know everything about it. I know some things about the new game. Um, I'll say this. I would be surprised if, if... they announced the new game for PSVR 2 right away. Like it, it might end up coming, but I don't expect that it'll be launching on PSVR 2. Could be wrong. I could be wrong because I don't know, but that's the impression I get. I, I mean, also, if Ben sells like garbage on PSVR 2, this this could be their litmus test if it's worth you know porting these games over. Uh, although they did True say that. in this exact same uh, Discord post that they've now got their PlayStation 5 dev kit and they've kind of been waiting on that. So it would be weird, I think, for them not to take full advantage of that. That's true. And that's something that's happened since, uh, you know, the last time I talked to them about this new project was before they had that dev kit. So, you know, things could have changed since then. And then maybe they are developing this game for PSVR 2 as well. Johnny C in the chat says, perhaps Dash Dash World will rise from the grave. Um, I hope it does. Yeah, that's another team I haven't heard from recently. Uh, they were yeah, they, they were, really did drop off the map. Yeah, they were so gung ho about the PSVR one version and saying ah, it's also coming to PSVR two. Um, 
yeah, I have not heard from them at all, but they could just, they could be in another studio with their heads down and just working hard and hopefully, man, because that's, that's really our best, our best chance for a good kart racer right now. It's a lot of fun on Quest. Agreed. And, it, and it, it's very good too. Like it's, it took a while for them to get there and many iterations and, and patches, but they eventually did get there and it's something that's pretty well polished and um, intense on, you know, and some of those tracks are super VRAF and intense. So yeah, hopefully it does make its way over soon. Uh, we've also got Mark Pringlesleaf in the chat and says, any news on when super kit to the top is coming out for PSVR two. <laughs> uh, that's had quite the, uh, quite the little adventure. Um, I think, uh, <clears throat> I don't, I don't think you're going to see to the, uh, super kit in the way that you think you're going to see super kit. Um, it sounds like, the, it sounds like there's some stuff in the works for the original to the top. Um, but I don't want to go too deep in that, uh, into that until I talk to Dan and make sure that this is stuff he wants to talk about publicly. Um, but yeah, that's I would, exciting for me. Yeah. I think for everybody, man, like, I don't know if to the top sold well on PSVR one. I'm not I'm just a, no idea. Um, but it, it, if you didn't play to the top on PSVR one, if this does end up coming out for PSVR two, everyone should hop on it because it is a lot of fun. You feel like a cat pouncing from one platform to another and spinning in midair to catch the next ledge. And I mean, it is, it, it's the best parkour VR game I've ever played. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's multiplayer. You can play with friends. Oh yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple tips here. We got uh, Living Legend with the Canadian $5 tip. Says, retro gaming for the win. Uh, as a late 80s baby, I am all about the Genesis slash NES or Super Nintendo and DOS games. This is why I love my Raspberry Pi retro Pi so much. Yeah, man, I, I picked up a Win3 GPD uh, like over a year ago, and that's all I use it for. It's like it's just from top to bottom retro games. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. My, my favorite thing is discovering games I just never heard of before, right? Like I used to scour electronic gaming monthlies, but there's so many games you still just don't know anything about. Um, especially because back then, like, you know, things, things, it was hard to advertise a game, right? If it was an arcade game and you didn't go to arcades, you weren't going to know about it. Uh, if it didn't come home to console, you weren't going to know about it. Uh, then even games that did come home to console, you know, maybe it, Maybe it didn't get reviewed or whatever. There's just so many ways to uh, to not have heard of one of these games. Um, yeah, and and, the, and, the, and a really cool thing too is that these retro games have kind of had a a, a renaissance in recent years, and the, and independent developers have started making new games for the old consoles. So th there are games that are coming out now for NES, or games coming out for Game Boy, and you know all of these consoles. And uh, I think that's really cool. Um, Dan's actually in the chat. He says, we'll have a talk about chat about it. Once I have an MVP. Well, I think I'll we're going to MVP. I think we're gonna have to have a talk about what an MVP is because I don't, I don't know words. Uh, Twitch the single player game cat with a two quid says, did somebody say Marvel's? Yeah, I did. Marvel's is underrated. Don't listen to AJ. That game's awesome. Um, <laughs> sky, sky Luke Walker. That's a great name. But the $2 tip says, thank you and Wes for, thank you and Wes for your awesomeness. Thank you, sir, for your support. <laughs> and your grammatically correct sentence. Thank you and Wes for your, I just can't read is the problem. It's, it's such a nice gesture that I'm being mean about. Thank you, Luke. 
<laughs> I don't even know what, what we're on. Um, let me make sure I didn't. There were a bunch of comments that I copied and pasted, but I think that covers it. And that means we can get on to the other big topic of the day. And that's that we got a release date. We got some more details. We got a price. You can now pre-order Firewall Ultra. Uh, do do we want to go through the whole blog post? Is that is that worthwhile? Hi, right, bro. It's your show. What do you think? I don't know, dude. I got. I didn't. I didn't really plan this this show very well. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Was there new info in it? I didn't even read it. Like I watched your um, your, your breaking news thing, and that's really all the info I have on it. Uh, okay. Uh, then yeah, you didn't you didn't miss too much. Let me uh, here. Let me let me get this thing up on the screen, and we can kind of blast through it. We don't we don't need to read every single uh, every single sentence, but we can certainly make sure that no one misses anything for anyone who's here for the long haul. Um, that's not it. There it is. Ha ha. Uh, and actually I, I just got an email. So let, let me make sure. Cause I was, I was hoping to get some clarification on something and, uh, do, 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 While you're doing that, I'll point out, uh, that it's interesting timing, right? Because we've got, um, we've got crossfire Sierra squad that's about to drop. And people have been speculating and wondering if Firewall might uh, try to go head-to-head and drop in the same window as them. And uh, they're kind of doing that, and they're one-upping them by uh, opening up uh, pre-orders right now. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, good point. Good point. This, uh, yeah, so the as the headline says, uh, Firewall Ultra is coming August 24th, which means next month is going to be a crazy awesome month, right? Because... That means yes. Crossfire, Firewall, uh, Phasmophobia, um, VR Skater. I mean, those four alone are, are games I'm very, very excited for. Uh, and, and I've probably forgotten at least one or two. And there are probably one or two that are coming that, uh, you know, that just have like the blanket 2023 release date right now that'll be announced later. Uh, all right, let me get this all up and running here. So uh, let's see. So new Firewall Ultra PvP gameplay revealed launches August 24th. Um, for some reason I am having one hell of a time with everything today, Wes. Um, do, 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 do. the reason is, is that you need glasses, dude, that's part of it for sure. But the other part is that I am just all over the place today. Um, there's like 20 things I want to do. There are, there's like 20 things I want to do, Right. And when does and when does the new walkabout course come out? Is that tomorrow? Is that Friday? When the fuck is that? Uh, yeah, I think it's tomorrow. I'm if I'm not mistaken. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but it seems it Could, seems to be the logical. I need a giant whiteboard that just takes up an entire wall that I can that I can beautiful mind my entire life with. That's what I need. Uh, all right, so this comes from David Jagno, strategic communications partner from First Contact Entertainment. Um, ever since we announced Firewall Ultra, the next evolution of the Firewall franchise last year here on the PlayStation blog, shocker, uh, the outpour of encouragement from the community has been nothing short of amazing. The pure excitement, and I love this, the pure excitement in your comments, messages, tweets, and posts. He, he's saying your death threats have been really encouraging. That's what he's basically <laughs> right. saying here. Um, have, uh, 
have motivated us to make motivated us to make the game as great as it can be, which is why we're excited to debut our new gameplay trailer featuring fresh PvP gameplay footage. Um, to cap off that excitement, we're announcing that the game's coming out August twenty fourth, twenty twenty three at oh at eight a.m. Pacific. They don't they don't usually say what time the game is coming out. Maybe that maybe they'll start doing that from now on. Uh, Firewall Ultra puts next gen VR features embedded in the PSVR two front and center to deliver a compelling and immersive first person shooter. Uh, eye tracking. Um, feed haptics, all the stuff you expect. Um, here we go. This is this is the state. This is the big part of uh, the the uh, big part of the blog post that I was uh, I was concerned about. It says Firewall Zero. Our players know how much we continue to support and build on the game after launch, in that we value feedback from our community. So we will be looking to explore. Adding new content such as new weapons and contractors and maps, additional game modes, and possibly, possibly manual reloads post launch. Now, after we just had like this this huge breaking news not that long ago, which came directly from First Contact Entertainment about a mode called Ultra Mode, right, where it was going to turn off the aim assist, where it was going to uh, have have the option to manually reload your gun instead of single button presses. Um, and it was, I, I think it was supposed to be harder, right? Also, you know, like, I don't know if your players were supposed to have less health or what the deal was. I, I don't remember the exact specifics. Uh, so it's a little strange for a member of First Contact or First Contact Entertainment to say, and possibly man- manual reloads post-launch. Um, luckily, I just reached out to First Contact, and they got back to me literally 10 minutes ago. And we're like, it's what they're trying to say is they're just not focusing on this. It's not they're not it's not a priority for launch. Uh, and it will be something that happens post launch. It's just it was just a wording thing. Um, so anybody who's concerned out there that we're not, we're not getting the ultra mode, just stay tuned. It sounds like uh, it's all still happening the way that we expect it to happen. Um, just kind of scanning the rest of this. I don't think there's anything else we really, really need to mention here. Uh, Firewall Ultra will bre- feature a brand new player versus environment PVE game mode that will let either you by yourself or you and up to three contractors take on deadly enemy AI across the full selection of maps. It's a whole new way to play Firewall, and we can't wait to share more about that mode soon. Um, whereas Firewall Zero Hour didn't have really any single player to speak of, the single player mode that they had was terrible in my opinion. It uh, was it was the the training mode, right? Where you took on enemy AI. Did you have like could you use all the maps for that or was it just like one or two? I think it was just a couple of them, but it's been so long and I didn't like it enough to keep playing it. So it could have been every map and I just wouldn't have known because I didn't care enough. I but, leveled up to like level ten playing that that mode. Um because you know, it was er, fairly early on in my uh my vr life and i was not in the multiplayer at the time but i picked it up because everyone was raving about it and uh yeah so i played single player for a long time on that and just leveled up my xp through killing the ai nice nice yeah it was i would say this game in star blood arena that pulled me out of the uh the multiplayer closet and forced me to really interact with people and love multiplayer games if it wasn't for vr I'd still be playing single player adventure games uh, yep. constantly Same. Uh, for pre-order details. Uh, both versions of the, of the game are now available on the PlayStation store. Uh, they say, we want to thank all of our fans patiently waiting on new information to come out about firewall ultra and pleased to reveal that your patience is being rewarded with pre-order and 
edition details. Uh, choose between the Firewall Ultra Standard Edition for 40 bucks, which includes access to the full game, or the Digital Deluxe Edition for $60. I accidentally said it was only $10 more in my breaking news report. It's $20 more. And I've got to say that even for $10 more, I don't think this is worth it. And for 20 I nope. say hard pass. Uh, when you pre-order uh, Firewall Ultra before launch, you get access to one of our favorite legendary weapons, the Reaper X75. And that's for both. That's that's for the, the standard edition and the deluxe edition, so don't worry, you get that either way. Um, and uh, for the digital deluxe edition, the, the your extra twenty dollars, you'll receive uh, early unlock of the four games of four of the game's contractors, uh, Miko, Skip, Fang, and Node, which include their unique skills as well as alternate costumes. I say costumes, outfits for each contractor. Uh, it'll also include four weapon camos that can be applied to customizable weapons in the game, and you get access um, to one post-launch operation pass for Firewall Ultra, um, which is, again, what, what I loved about Firewall Zero Hour West was that uh, you didn't have to spend a penny in that game to keep getting new maps and new contractors. Uh, the, the stuff that you paid for was totally, totally optional, totally secondary, um, in fact, I don't really know anybody who paid for all the extra, extra stuff. Do you? No, but I mean, people had to do it, but they supported it with that seasonal content. I mean, right up until the very end. So, uh, somebody must've been buying it. I know people kept playing it because, uh, anytime I went in like late and late in life cycle, uh, there were people in there that would, were just destroying everyone. So, the, there were there certainly were uh, people that they managed to keep engaged through this type of stuff, which is great. You know, more power to them. Uh, but I could care less about cosmetics. How yeah. about how about you keep your gun skins and you keep your 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 characters skins, and I'll pay twenty more dollars and you give me a t shirt, <laughs> a t shirt. Yeah, or anything, anything, anything tangible, physical that I can use. I have, I could care less about cosmetics and games. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> I'm always weirded out when somebody sends me a T-shirt, right? Um, I, I'm sure you always see Miles rocking whatever you know, whatever developer has just put out a new game. There's like a hoodie, like the End Dreams hoodie or whatever, right? Um, and I'm always like weirded out. I'm like, well, I feel like this is collector's stuff, right? Like, I feel like I should put this and any other cool little swag um, that influencers and reviewers and everybody else gets. Um, I feel like I should put that up on a shelf and never wear it. But then I saw the End Dreams hoodie, and I was like, I'm going to fucking rock that shit when October rolls around, because it looks awesome. Damn it. I'm still waiting on mine. Damn it. Jimmy, what you doing over there? Get your shit together. Uh, Burnsy8709 with the two quid says, Wes... No one cares about Brian today. Have you played Phasmophobia? It looks great. Played a couple times. Um, it was fairly early in the early. It was the earliest of access. And I thought it was all right. Like, I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was bad. It was just, it didn't scare me very much. And I don't know how much of that was the game and how much of that was laughing at the people that were in the game with me. Um it was pretty challenging. I'll say that for it. Like, uh, the, the, the gameplay loop is at least at that point in time, it, it was, you know, you're trying to identify what these, uh, spirits or ghosts are 
by gathering evidence like a detective would using different instruments and things and using that information to kind of, uh, you know, capture the ghost or whatever and win or banish it or whatever you're doing. Um, I found that part pretty challenging to do, um, especially, you know, being new to the game. I didn't know how to use all the instruments and that sort of thing. Um, so it was all right. Um, I never have really quite understood the level of, you know, adoration in Scotland because people absolutely love that game. They love it. And I just thought it was just okay. It seems like it's, it seems like it's partly, I mean, from what I've seen at least, and, and I've been intentionally avoiding it. I, I actually, uh, I, I think I bet somebody a pizza that Phasmophobia would be a launch game for PSVR 2 because I was like, it's got to be, right? This is so popular on PC. How could it not be? Um, so I'm glad I was only about six months off. That's not too bad. I'll take that. Uh, also, Wes, I just, I, I put you full screen and I was just staring into your eyes. And I was like, damn, you are tired. I hope you get some sleep tonight, man. Mm-hmm. You look beat. It's been a long day, Brian. It's been a long, I got up early today. I've had numerous meetings and work constantly in between them. And uh, yeah, I'm tired. Good call. Well, thank you for being here, man. Like, it means a lot. Uh, you work all day and then you still find time for us. I appreciate that. And I'm sure the cats do too. It's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Uh, also, did I see that it was Berber Cats? Uh, 50th birthday in the chat. Damn. Yeah, that's right. 12 minutes as of about four minutes ago. So congratulations, man. Happy 50th. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The Marble Sod with the $53 tip says my birthday was last week and I leveled up to 53. Oh, it all makes sense. We got $1 for every year you've been alive. Um, I believe Gen X will be the first generation to judge their age by degradation of gameplay. I do not play as well as I used to. I was wondering what he meant. I'm glad he specified. I do not play as well as I used to, but this won't stop until I am forced to stop. But I won't stop until I'm forced to stop. Stay awesome, everyone. Um, see, the thing is, is like as I lose my eyesight, I have to get closer to the game. So instead of sitting closer to the TV, I can now just strap a VR headset with some VR lenses on my face and I'm good to go. Right? I think that's it. Uh, Berberkat says he's just getting drunk. That sounds like a great, I mean, I can't imagine a better way to spend a birthday. That's, I mean, who who wants to go out anymore? I don't. Not me. For sure not me. No, no. I I also, I also don't want to, like, we'll go into, go into the movies. This is totally off topic, random tangent. Um, I used to love going to the movies. One of my favorite things, because, you know, a new horror movie would come out and you'd sit in, especially in the summer, it would be like a nice air conditioned theater you'd be like nice and chilly where you just can't be that that cold at home um you know sitting in public around people you don't know watching a horror movie on a big screen so like you don't you know you don't have that safety that you feel from being at home you know cuddled up with a blanket or somebody that you know right you're around strangers in a big fucking open area where anybody could walk in it's a little bit it it, it makes everything a little bit scarier so that's why i like going to the theater to see horror movies however all the horror movies I've seen recently in the theater have been awful. Wes, Insidious <laughs> Five is terrible. It's Don't just a say that. It's just a Don't bad movie. There's nothing good about it. And I'll tell you, for the I, I was like, can we pause this? There's only seven other people in the entire theater for the very first showing in my city. <laughs> only seven people there. I was like, can we just pause this so I can like, go take a bathroom break and maybe take a nap or something? We can all come back to this because I. 
I, I've gotten spoiled watching shit at home. I was like, when something's bad, yeah. um, like, oh, and Skinamarink? Dude, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't go to Boston to see Skinamarink because that movie was trash. Trash. People All movies are trash <sighs> these days. Most of them suck. Uh, speaking of which, I watched um, watched Evil Dead Rise two or three days ago. Nice. I'm halfway through. What do you think? It's okay. It's, it's all right. I think some of the dialogue's stupid, but uh, I mean the production's all right. The premise is okay. I don't. I don't get why the intro is there at all. Like it's completely detached from the story of the movie. It's just like has has no relevance on the movie whatsoever at all. Yeah, but um, but it's all right. It's okay. I'm mean, I'm enjoying Rise so far. Like I said, I'm about halfway through, and so I have more sirens. But it's it feels like. Because, you know, there was that other Evil Dead reboot that happened a couple of years ago. It's called The Evil mm-hmm. Dead or something. And uh, I was – because it's one of those examples of be careful what you wish for. Because I was always like, oh, Evil Dead's great. But I wish it wasn't so campy. I'm one of those guys. It's like I'm, I don't love camp like everyone else does. And so I was like, I like my my horror movies to be serious. And then I got the Evil Dead remake that was the Evil Dead minus the camp. And I said, you know, I take it back. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was asking for. I was wrong. I I take it all back. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think woke is our problem with horror movies. Got VR legs. I don't think that's the problem. I knew somebody was going to say it though. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, what's our hype level for Firewall, Wes? Are we excited? It's- I'm pretty hot. Pretty high, man. The fire. The original Firewall. I have long held as the best competitive multiplayer shooter in all of VR, and I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited when you when you look at this trailer. It's obvious that there is a level of polish here that we don't see in most VR shooters. Most VR shooters, competitive shooters, are indie games, and some of them are very good. Um, but I mean, you can only take that limited budget and limited team so far. Firewall Zero Hour, Firewall Ultra now, looks like a game that, that's coming from Sony, right? It, it looks very polished visually. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the new features, kind of the, the way that they're using eye tracking to immerse you, um, new maps, remixes of maps that, that, that we've already become familiar with. I, I'm pretty excited, man. Like, I, I would say that I'm at 8 or 9 out of 10. Like, I, I'm very much looking forward to this. I, I am too. Uh, strangely, just looking forward to Phasmophobia more. Because <laughs> like, here's a multiplayer game that's uh, scary and social. And yeah. Uh, but that, all that means is that next month is going to be amazing. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, do you think that uh, that the manual reloading issue is going to be a problem or the, the lack of manual reloading? Darth Vader, the game cat, uh, over on our Discord, left a viewer takeover question, like you can by joining our Discord and leaving a comment in the viewer takeover channel. Uh, that's a good way to get your questions on the show without paying for uh, a super chat, although we do appreciate the donations. Uh, Vader says, hashtag viewer takeover. Do you think manual reloads coming as a post launch update um what do you think of that do you th- uh, do you think we should have expected this feature at launch what's your opinion on it is it a problem less uh i don't think it's going to be a problem for me uh where i think we might run into a problem is this kind of trend that we're seeing lately uh with regard to um vr games and how they're being uh reviewed uh, it seems like um especially lately, especially with PSVR 2, that 
uh, reviewers are looking for any reason to nitpick a game and say negative things about it. And I think, you know, while a lot of the negative things people are saying about other games have been, you know, valid points, uh, I think they've been way overblown. And I feel like this is going to be the Achilles heel for Firewall. I think this is going to be the one thing that people use to discredit the game. And you know how our our system works, right? When you have a, a few influential voices that kind of put a narrative out there all of a sudden everyone else underneath them starts parroting it and then that trickles down to the uh the potential consumers saying well i'm not going to buy it until it gets x y or z done so i I think manual reloading might be that thing for firewall that keeps at least a few people from experiencing what i'm pretty sure is going to be an awesome game yeah as much as I would love manual reloading at launch, I was like, I want everybody to have the options to play however they want. The fact is, is that I don't think all games have to be identical. I don't think that all games, you know, VR or otherwise, there's, there's a huge group of people in VR who think that VR means realism. That means real life simulation, that things need to be as realistic as possible. And as much as I love, um, you know, getting lost in VR and feeling like I'm really there, these are still games and not every game needs to be exactly the same as the last game or play exactly the same as the last game. Uh, so I think, I think that the, the slower pace of this game, I think that the, the tactical, um, the tactical take that firewalls always brought is going to be the selling point. Um, but you're right. It's going to be too much for some people to get over. Um, I just, I just hope that I just hope it's not too much for me to get over. That's all I care about. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it will, but I don't think it will be. The, I mean, the original Firewall, you know, given that it was a name controller right. a focused game, it, it was very much, you know, gamepad style gameplay with that. And I, I'll reiterate, in my opinion, the best versus multiplayer shooter in VR. Um, so I, I think that they're going to be able to emulate a lot of that here. And I think a lot of the reason why they, it's not in there at launch is because. Um, you know, they're already moving to traditional controllers instead of aim controller, and they want to preserve as much of that original experience as they can. Um, I, I think if they had known early on in development, uh, what an issue people were going to make out of this, that it probably would be in there for launch. Um, but, uh, I mean, who has that kind of foresight, right? So, yeah. um, it'll, it'll come eventually, and I'm sure it'll be great. Um, but I'm sure the game will be fine without it. There's a little talk in the chat about um, <clears throat> about the original Firewall was a success because uh, there was no competition, uh, and that this one's going to have a harder time because there's so much competition. Do you feel that's true? Um, do you feel as though that's there are point. other other games out there um, right now that could, that are a solid competition for Firewall? Yeah, I, I think it's a very valid point. There, there are a few of these titles, not just like Firewall with shooting, but there, there are a few of these titles on uh, Gen 1 PlayStation VR that kind of benefited from being the only one. Yeah. And I do think uh, they're going to have some real competition on their hands this time, not only from like, uh, you know, uh, Pavlov or or or, or um, Crossfire Sierra Squad, uh, but others are going to come along as well. I mean, contractors will probably make its way over at some point as well. And most people uh, on PC VR, that's their favorite. So, um yeah, I, th- I think it's good, though. I think it's good that w- we don't just have 
military shooters, or, or it's not going to be like that anymore, that we're going to have some diversity to that genre. And we're going to have tactical shooters now versus straight military sim versus arcade style PVE, PVP. We're going to have games touching every aspect of that genre now versus just the one thing, the one game doing the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I agree. I think it's going to be really interesting. And plus, I think the more competition, the better. Like we always say that, you know, Sony themselves are the best. Uh, they're at their best when their backs up against the wall, uh, and I think that goes for most games as well. Uh, when you when you say, "Hey, we're we're launching this in a much different environment than we launched the first game in," we've got to we've got to bring it, uh, and so we will see. We'll see what happens when if they can bring it. Um, I hope they do. All right, man. I think it's time for a little PSVR twenty questions. Do you have a game picked out because you are the host this week? Indeed, I do, Brian. Ooh, he said it with a smile, you guys. I'm in trouble. I know the West smile. It's creepy. <laughs> I'm just psyching you out, man. You should get this one, but I'm going to make you think that it's hard. Yeah, I can name that tune in five notes. Um, all right, Maybe. guys, uh, help me out as much as you can in the chat. Give me some good game suggestions. Give me good questions that you want me to ask, uh, and I will do my best to listen to everybody's advice. I gotta take notes though, because I've got a horrible memory. Let's do this on your market does go. Uh, is this game on PSVR two? No. Okay. So we're going to go with PSVR one only. Does this game have a multiplayer component? No, I don't think there's any kind of multiplayer in it. All right, so we're talking single player, PSVR one only, meaning not PSVR two. Uh, and there, there, there's a possibility that there's some kind of leaderboard in it, but I don't think so. There, okay. there, are, there are things that are there. Are, there are some very minor things that have scores associated with them that I could see potentially having a leaderboard, but I don't have any specific recollection of there being a leader. Uh, has this developer made other PSVR games? One or two? Yeah. Okay. That's helpful. Does this game have a cartoon aesthetic? Uh. Not really. I, I would say that realism is what they're going for with this one. Okay. I mean, it's a little cartoony, but so are most games. So. Mm, it, does this have a fantasy setting? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. That's five. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk weapons. Yeah, Looper wants to know if they're shooting. You shoot guns in this game? They're shooting. <laughs> so we're not shooting guns? Is that what you're trying to say? I, did, I, did, I didn't say you weren't shooting guns. I just said they're shooting. They're game. shooting. <laughs> uh, Dan Keeper is asking if it has large environments. 
I don't know where he's going with that, but it, I figure I've never asked that question before. Give it a shot. I think he's asking if is it like um, something that's like in a small arena style, or if it's like a big wide. I mean, uh, they're fairly. I mean, there's there's they're all size environments. Some of them are are pretty small, and then others are um, quite large. So. Okay. Are there vehicles? I don't remember how the question was framed. Um, <laughs> I mean, kind of. I don't think you're really driving a vehicle. I mean, there are vehicles in the game, and you're like a passenger in some of it, but like, um, I don't I think you end up driving anything. So, so there are vehicles, and sometimes you're a passenger. Um, yeah, in, in a sense. Don't don't focus on that too much. Okay, because I, if I was to focus on that, I'd be like, this is blood and truth, obviously. Um, that that would that would definitely say uh, realistic art style. Oh man. Um, I don't want to ask if it's third person looper. I feel like that's, I, I think we're going to go under the assumption that it's first person. Um, I think. Is this narrative driven? Yes. Okay. Is this from a first party Sony studio? No. Would you call this a budget game? Not really, no. All right. There goes, it goes on uh, sale sometimes, but it's, you know, at retail price, I wouldn't consider it to be a budget game. That's 10, I right. think. Oh, man. This is going to kill me. Um, okay. Is it first person? <laughs> It is. Okay. Just had to get that out of the way just for everybody in the chat. chat. Um, first person. Uh, Roy Schwartz is wondering if it takes that place out in space. No. No, I'm not space. Bad Robo is wondering if it's a puzzle game. No. Okay. Uh, Looper wants us to narrow down the genre. Um, was this made by Servios? No. Mm. Um, it seems like you always ask me that question. It's always no. <laughs> <laughs> no one thinks about Servios games. The Binary Mill. Was it the Binary Mill? No, and that's 15. Uh-oh, guys. We're in big uh, big trouble. Can you can you also play this on the flat screen? No. No. Oh, God. Um, uh, 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 do you play as a human? Yes. Mm. Is there is there any scariness to it? Is it a horror game? Not really. I mean, if you're a pussy, maybe. But so it's yes for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. it's not scary. All right, I'm going to make my guess, and I'm and I'm going to go with chaos. Is it is it intruders hide and seek? 
There's no shooting in that. I just had to, th- I just had to throw out a guess because I can't let this go on all night. No, well, Intruder's Islands, he's kind of scary too, by the way, but, um, uh, no, it's not that. I and mean, honestly, I, I'm starting to think now that maybe we've uh, picked this one before. Uh, the answer, Brian, yeah. is, well, the, the questions that you should have asked are, um, <laughs> is it based on a known IP? Oh, it God. is. Okay. Uh, is it a superhero game? It is. It is Marvel's Iron Man VR. Oh my God. I, yeah, I was, I was totally somewhere else. That is insanity. Also, uh, this game was on my list for AJ and I to talk about it on Monday. Uh, but we just spent way too much time talking about the, the 1.5 games that we wanted. Uh, I really yeah. want them to flesh this game out with, you know, more levels, more enemies, uh, you know, full locomotion, all of that stuff. Um, I feel like, I feel like this this game was only scratching the surface of what it could have been, uh, but but still very good for what it was. I think twenty bucks on sale, fifty percent off right now. Craziness on PSVR one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there's a bunch a good of good game. bunch of good games on sale actually. Um, we'll we'll, t- we'll have to tackle that on Friday. Although the last time I said this, we didn't tackle the sales, so don't hold me to it. So. <laughs> Wes, yeah, uh, I'll do the same. A lot. <laughs> I mean, people are very understanding, and they let us get away with pretty much anything. Um, what's going on uh, over on Virtual Strangers, man? Anything good? Should people be tuning in? Yeah, man, uh, it's it's great, man, because we've got some new stuff coming, but it's not so much that um, that we don't have time to play what we want. Uh, so this week we're going to do. Uh, Uper de Grad 2, nice. which just launched on Quest this past week. Um, we're going to do Inrun from Ivanovich Games, which is kind of like, um, Cruising USA style retro racer. You mean it's like Outrun? And <laughs> the game that Outrun the name is stolen or whatever. From? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. It looks good. Uh, I didn't, I, that never occurred to me actually until you just said that. But, uh, uh there you go. I wondered why he named it. That's like a weird name, Enron. That's kind of weird. Remind me of Enron. Uh, anyway, um, we're going to do a third title as well. We have a number of things that we're kind of kicking around uh, for the for this. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do this week and what we're going to do next week. We're we're looking at doing. Um, Let's see, uh, Death Horizon Reloaded came to Steam. We've been talking about getting that for a while. Uh, Rhythm of the Universe. Eolia, which by the way was great when it launched, just got a significant upgrade with new new content, tons of quality of life improvements. So we're probably going to dive into that one and check it out. Um, and then of course there's the, there's the Switchback update, which if that drops early enough on Friday, that just might end up being the third title. Nice. So um, tons of stuff, tons of stuff we're going to be playing, and uh, what we don't. Which the ones of those that I just listed that we don't cover this Friday, or we'll, they'll just be rolled over into the next one. I'm really happy to hear that the second game in the Rhythm of the Universe series turned out to be good because Ionia was, yeah. I mean, ugly, ugly on PSVR one. In that, and that game was only really good because of how beautiful it was. Um, and so they kind of yeah. screwed the pooch on on the PSVR one version. Hopefully. They are interested in PSVR 2 and will bring Ionia and Eolia. Is that the second one? Uh, Eolia, that's right. Hopefully they'll bring those over because I'm certainly curious to see where that series goes. 
Yeah, uh, Ionia was pretty, pretty jank. It was pretty bad. Even, even on PC where it was like super beautiful, like the interactions were terrible and it was buggy. Um, I think they said that it was, it was never really intended to be released, uh, for home base VR. Like I, I think that that was meant to be an attraction, like a short attraction for a venue, uh, somewhere that it ended up getting canceled and they had a lot of investment in it. So they kind of try to adapt it on the fly for home VR systems and it just didn't quite work out. Um, for, for what it's worth, they did say that, 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 and this has been six months ago that we talked about it. They did say that they still plan on going back and fixing it and making it what it should have been. Um, but I haven't heard anything else about that since. So we'll see. Amazing. Great to hear. Great to hear. Um, all right. I think we should probably get out of here, Wes. Uh, thank you, everybody, of course, that helps this channel run. we got Sci-Fi Gamecat Henry that puts timestamps into this show after it's over. we got Jay Meow, who uploads this to podcast services of your choice. There's a lot to choose from. I don't know any of them. Um, so shout out to all of our podcast listeners out there. Uh, we love you all just as much as these people here. Uh, everyone who supports us financially, not just here by being a member, but over on patreon.com slash without parole games. Uh, anyone who tips during the show, anyone who uh, joins in on the chat, uh, anyone who helps during 20 questions and anyone who sits back and doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. We love you just as much. If you left a tip, we're going to read it after the post credit scene. Um, happy West day, Wes. Happy West Day, Brian. Bye-bye, everybody. Uh, Wes, we got two tips here. Uh, we got one from Looper, the underground game cat, the diligent as always with the 20 questions, uh, keeping track of, uh, says it's the fifth time Iron Man has been picked and only the second time failed. I'm letting everyone down. Also, the costume is a vehicle. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of the reason why I paused on it a little <laughs> bit. Like, is it a vehicle? It's kind of a suit, but you do kind of drive it. I mean, you fly around in it. Um, would you consider that to be like if I had asked you, Brian, if if you're driving a vehicle? I mean, it would have been it would have been misleading. I feel like to say, yeah, because it's a suit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd have a hard time saying it's uh, it's a vehicle. Uh, I would probably, if you asked me, I'd probably laugh and uh, give up the ghost uh, in, by revealing too much by trying to answer that question accurately. Uh, Kill Artist One, the Dreamweaver GameCat with a $10 tip says, knowing that the, de- and this is, uh, has to do with Firewall, by the way, knowing that the de- devs listen to the players and are bringing a more, uh, realistic update with manual reloading is enough for me to buy Firewall day one. I am just hoping grenade throwing will be there. They showed that in the trailer, didn't well, they? I, uh, I think grenade throwing is still arc based, uh-huh. like it was with the AM controller. And, so they might, they might, that might be one of the things that they're working, um, the eye tracking into. So it should be a little bit more seamless. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I get why people don't like that, but on the other hand, uh, having played, you know, hundreds of VR games at this point, and many of which use grenade throwing, I think one of the most consistently bad things, uh, in VR mechanics is throwing. Like, 
it never quite works the way it's supposed to. You you always have to kind of learn how to throw it the right way in each game. Nothing ever just feels natural. Uh, or if there are uh, some that do, that you can count them on one hand. So that's, I mean, I get it. I get why people want to be immersed like that. Um, but for me, again, that's not that big a deal. Yeah. I just, I, I think the, the arc, uh, I've just never kind of gotten comfortable with, uh, you know, like when you just grab something off of your body and, and you throw it, uh, and you just hope that you've used the right amount of force. Um, I would definitely prefer that, but Hey, you know what, man, you know what I would like? Yeah. I would like for them to use the eye tracking to, to you, to aim assist mm-hmm. and, you know, get rid of the arc but they can tell where you want to throw it. And so you have to make the throwing motion and then the grenade just goes where they know you you're, you're intending to throw it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. They should talk to the people who make, made break stuff because there's not a lot of great things about break stuff VR, but the throwing mechanics felt spot on. So I don't know what they're doing that no one else can seem to figure out. So that's it. All right, man. The, the chat is just completely somewhere else. So they're not even going to know we're gone. We should probably sneak out while no one's paying attention to us. Let's go, Brian. All right. Good night, everybody. We love you.